So just to focus on something that may help us with practice in terms of perceptions and meanings and formations, mental formations, they're, bind, they're binding up together and they're freeing from that. First of all, in this Giri Mananda Sutta, the ten perceptions perceptions of inconstancy, perception of not-self, perception of unattractiveness, perception of drawbacks, perception of 16, perception of abandoning, the perception of dispassion, the perception of cessation, perception of distaste for every world, the perception of the undesirability of all fabrications, mindfulness of in and out breathing. So this is just a list of ten. Mindfulness out breathing deals with perception itself. So the others you're actually establishing particular perceptions. Perception of non-self. So you, you consider that, you think that, you, know, you develop that, you look at things through that lens. That's almost a pati sankara, deliberate reflection. Hmm? With uh, mindfulness of breathing, then what you're doing, you're, when you're calming, steadying the chitta, as, you, as we'll see, chitta sankara, the perceptions and feelings that the very act of perceiving and is something that you begin to calm, steady. So you're dealing with the very activity of perception. And what are the last... Um, section of these perceptions uh, of the, these are the, if you like, the perceptions associated with insight um, perceptions of dispassion cessation, abandoning uh, distaste or distaste might, it might be nibida which means dis- disenchantment you're not interested um, undesirability of all formations that's a, you're not you don't want to go for anything you know so that's this is um, gives rise to this experience of abandoning relinquishing letting go though so those perceptions are the perceptions of you might say of insight leading to release and in a number of ways you'll see a sequence recurring with some slight differences throughout all of these suttas that are, well most of these suttas that are here are very common is detachment, dispassion, cessation, relinquishment and that's, that's this detachment or non-attachment or withdrawal, viveka dispassion, viraga cessation, niroda relinquishment, vosaga sometimes you get a sequence which includes nipita, which means something like disenchantment. Uh, sometimes translated as revulsion or disgust. This is what words do, and what words do when they shift language. Most of these have the suffix vi or ni. Ni wrote it, nibada, nibinda, nibana which is a general suffix, uh, prefix, sorry, a prefix indicating a kind of um, 
getting out of. (laughs) So Niroda, getting out of running, getting out of the rat race, getting out of the run, not running. Um, Nibbana, getting out of the the binding, the the burning, the flaring up. Nibinda, bindati means to, to dig into. So nibida means not digging into. And in terms of the analogy I've been using, disenchantment is good because it helps us to see through the, the fairy dust. So if everything's covered with fairy dust, you want to be someone who's not enchanted by fairy dust. <laughs> so nibida means you don't you don't go for it anymore. You've seen through it. So these these are particular um, things that very minus perceptions, and then even the act of perceiving is be- with insight begins to itself deconstruct. So you don't have you don't take a stand on any perception at all. We're talking about a very indeterminate quantum universe here. Things are dependent upon the nature of the observer. So the Buddha doesn't deny a material reality being there. He says what we're dealing with is your experience. So you create the world. You know. And he's saying you create the world. You need to learn how to not create it. How to, how to not create it. Um, <clears throat> which means several things. You know, it means uh, beginning to understand it is created, is dependently originated, and that it, it, it becomes a burden, becomes a weight. It looks like it should be a, uh, something that's going to lift you up and carry you along, and it does to a degree, but then it tips over and, and you get caught underneath it. And this is very much what these eight worldly dhammas are about in the sixth sutra of the Book of the Eights. I mean, this is description of the gravity, if you like, the, the pull. Loss and gain, that's the first pair. I've got gravity, they pull you. We don't want loss, we want gain. There's a certain there's pull there. Disrepute and fame, either receiving ignominy or being ignored uh, or being famous, being in the spotlight, being highly regarded. There's a pull there, there's gravity there. Praise and blame, praise and censure, big, big feeling around those. Big push around those. Hate being blamed. Do not like it at all. Praise, um, tend to like, people tend to enjoy praise. Some people don't like praise, don't like blame, you know. (laughs) So you're looking very broadly at um, at least being approved of, feeling approved of, feeling disapproved of, pleasure and pain. These conditions among human beings are in constant, permanent and bound to change. So... There's a lot of gravity in there, but the, we can't escape from the negative and we can't hold on to the positive sides of these. But in trying to do so, 
there's the entanglement and the spin and the stress knowing this the wise person mindful ponders these changing conditions desirable things don't charge the mind charm the mind undesirable things bring no resistance likes and dislikes are dispelled gone to their end do not exist knowing that knowing that the dustless sorrowless state he discerns rightly having gone beyond so there is a beyond these worldly pulls that's that's why they're described the only reason why the world is described is because of something else the only reason why it's described if you know if you see the world as something other than this great but if this is this is the world that the Buddha is saying we we find uh, fascinating infuriating sorrowful in, you know intoxicating you don't have to be in this mm. um, I think I'm confused between deliberately choosing to create positive sankaras such as if you feel a will towards someone trying to find something good in them mm-hmm. as is the view that that's a corrective to repulsion or is that a view that you need know, to do certain things to like say or you tell you all last night certain things to cheer yourself up if you're not having a good time in meditation so these are all positive creations mm-hmm. And yet, to come to a sick person and say, you know, everything's distasteful, the world's a horrible, everything's abandonment, sensation, um, you know, I would choose to say that to a person who may be, like, you know, too healthy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to correct them, and to not cling into mm-hmm, what mm-hmm, might seem to be mm-hmm. too beautiful and good, but mm-hmm. do you see what I'm saying? That is, is a correction to, to not to aversion rather than to dispel it's the well both really it's the dispel aversion struggle Mm. and um, the delusion is really um, delusion of expecting things to be other than they are right now So once you've, if you if you don't if you're seeing, trying to see things other than they than they, if they you know you're trying to look at something trying to actually deal with the 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 pulls the the wanting the expectation the dreads you know those are the things there's nothing actually there there's just these formulations so when we're formulating um, happiness as something that we haven't got yet then that formulation can be a source of suffering. Yeah. So, but when we're formulating anger, then you know we can actually stop formulating it. So you stop formulating something, you know, either an alternative of happiness, but also you can stop formulating something that's more directly um, causing your problem in terms of your anger or your ill will. So it's it really it's to try to, to break through where you, where you're getting caught, where you suddenly you're getting caught in what isn't there what you want to have there so I remember one of the monks when he was very ill and he was ill for a number of years and everybody go and see him and say how are you feeling are you feeling any better and he goes uh, no no and they come the next day uh, how are you feeling you know are you feeling bad are you, are you getting any better yet and he say well I'm, I'm a little bit maybe a bit better 
eventually he keeps saying it just to, to make them go away because <laughs> he got tired of having to feel better and then I think the uh, uh, Ajahn Smeda went to see him and said you have my permission to die if you wish to <laughs> oh thank you <laughs> he, could, he could relax you know, so sometimes the, the, the sense of um, you know you should be more you know uh, is, itself is, becomes a weight becomes a source of stress the aim is really to liberate the mind so the mind is in balance then it will you know the, if your body doesn't heal at least your mind is healed from um, revulsion or aversion or despair there's nothing here to hold on to feel free to go you know, that could be useful advice it doesn't mean you will go but you let go of that kind of if only I was, if only I could walk again if only I could be 25 if only I didn't have diabetes you know, no, you know it's, it's um, you know, even people who can walk and don't have diabetes still have a lot of suffering and stress there's nothing here to hang on to so it's to, it's, to, it's to calm that that formation of, of um, despair. And when you look at these um, formulations like loss and gain, distribute and fame praise and blame just when you do get the positive ones you do get the, the, the nice the gifts and the approval and so forth then is the time to you know, who, who is who is being who is who is winning who is famous who is praised who is that you just kind of check that out who is blamed and it's we're looking at behaviours and uh, perceptions. Mm-hmm. And if you so, the, the, so once you know them what they are, then you don't get caught in them. And recognise that you know praise and gain and and so forth, which can seem really pleasant and attractive themselves have their weight they seem great when you don't have any of them when you get a little hit of one but they they have their weight too they they get onerous if you notice that people in gain mode always want to get a bit more and dread loss you know how many wealthy people say oh that's enough money for me (laughs) a bit more you know or you get hooked on praise like um, you know people who perform for for a living want audiences want you know get get hooked on it and at the same time they want audiences and then they want privacy well you can't have both you can't be famous and nobody at the same time and then when you contemplate when you come to that self-regard you know, what, what's the, where does the needle flicker you in winning you losing uh, which way is it going 
Are you good? How good? Good enough? Getting there? Nearly enlightened? All the way enlightened? On the verge of it? Total non-starter? Doomed to hell? <laughs> Where's it flicker? You know, and you think, look, just switch that thing off. Huh? <laughs> Don't compare yourself with others. Don't compare yourself with the fairy that you should be. Hmm. And then, this is form. This is feeling, this is perception, this is consciousness. These are, these are the sankharas. They're inconstant. They're inconstant, and they're not self. 